Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Anite Podcast Season 2. I am your usual host, Proton Storm, and with me I have um, an excellent group of guests today. We have Sean, also known as Stanlick. Woo! And then we've got Tim, whose Kinja username is Unimplied. Hey. And then we've got Wrightseno. Not cooking this time. Thankfully. I mean, good. And we... <laughs> And then we have Ben, also known as Pyre231. Last but not least. Exactly. All right. And now we're going to go and we will say, you're going to say your three favorite anime, how you got started with Anite, and of course, your general impressions of Proton Storm. And we will skip Stanlick, not because he's unloved, but because he's already gone before and he's unloved. And we'll start with Tim. Uh, favorite anime of all time... Uh, gotta say, DBZ, <laughs> uh, Kebba Bebop, and, ooh, right now it's gotta be Ori Monogatari. Yeah. Um, second question was what again? Uh, and then you're in, well, how you got started with Anate and Tay. Oh, Anate. I mean, I go to Tay regularly, and anime is just part of it, and I also love anime, so it was natural. Yes. <laughs> and presence of Proton Storm, as long as I can call you Proto Man, will be good. <laughs> Alright, and then we've got Right Zeno. Uh, let's see, three favorite anime are probably Symphagear, Nanoha, and uh, Isekai no Seki Monogatari. It's the one with uh, Tenchi Muyo's nephew. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I actually got started on Anate through the second. Uh, seasonal collab that Dex did. That was the summer 14? Yep. I believe so, yes. And my general impression of Proton Storm, uh, dude's great, long as you can keep a knife out of his hand. <laughs> Don't we all Accurate. feel the same? Alright, and Ben? Uh, I guess my top three anime, I, I'm gonna, I was a 90s kid, so Dragon Ball Z, of course, is the first show that I watched I didn't realize it was anime. And then uh, when my buddies discovered anime, they showed me a, a little uh, project you might have heard of. It's called Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so that was introduced to me as like, this is anime. I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. And then I, and then I fell off the boat for a long time. So my third one is going to be Psychopaths, because that's sort of where I picked back up. I was watching Hulu, and they were doing lots of ads for it. And I was like, I should uh, check this out, because there's so much on here. And Psychopaths really brought me back into the fold. Psychopaths is a great entryway to anyone who like hasn't yeah. seen anime. But only if you're into some of the... Uh, it's getting more violent, because if I showed, like, say, a 10-year-old kid, that'd probably not be a good thing. Yeah. My wife walked in while I was watching the first episode, and there was a rape scene going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, what are you watching? And little does she know that, uh, you know, months later, we would be writing about anime we were watching together. So that's where you might know me from, Anite. That's where I got my start. I've been uh, writing Watched With My Wife uh, series uh, to, to get us uh, writing together. I gotta say, that's, yeah. like... One of my most look forward to like articles. I I appreciate like a collaboration between I guess a man and a wife. Waifu. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for how I feel about Proton Storm, Proton Sport Storm. <laughs> uh, 
he's uh, the guy who sort of brought me to the fold. They they wrote that uh, "Don't Be a Lurker Anymore" type article, and uh, he's been editing my work and helping me uh, get uh, up to speed with the uh, whole Kinja thing. So I appreciate him. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody sort of needs a Kinja tour guide more and more as time goes on. <laughs> uh, Kinja. See, the thing is, I don't hate it, but at the same time, I hate it. I, if that right. makes any sense. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kinja is a gateway. Makes a lot of sense. Kinja as a platform is shit. <laughs> it, it, trying to create an article for the first time is like, I don't know, something you just don't want to do. The journey. Uh, <laughs> the journey, exactly. That's a good Every, Everyone goes this. through the same trials and like just nothing ever works. All right, and to move on to our main topic for this Anite podcast, what we are actually going to do is we're going to look ahead um, a couple of weeks at the fall 2015 season, and I've actually got a list of the shows um, in front of me right now, and we're going to be like, oh, we're going to look at the show, read the summary for it, and then we're going to talk about if we think it'll be good why if we think it would be bad also why and then if anyone has like read source material or whatever we might mention something like that um and so we will go ahead and jump in and we're gonna start i'm gonna start we will go alphabetically for the most part um and the first one i'm seeing right here is the one and the only brave beats so let's read a little um summary here the story follows hibiki Kazaguruma, a sixth grader who meets an amusing little robot named Budeikin while coming home from school one day. Budeikin, a dancer from an alternate dimension dance world, challenges the dance king, challenged the danced king for the throne and lost. He has been deprived of dance stones, the stones of dance power, and sent to the human world. To restore his power, Budeikin must collect all the dance stones scattered around Earth. So oh this is my like, god. It's like your standard shonen, except we're doing like dance battles in it, I it guess. It very much looks like a show for little kids, but the this, this summary is so hilarious that I couldn't possibly skip it. I mean, this is this is quite the dirty gateway into Step Up and So You Think You Can Dance and all those types of other things. I, I What are we doing to today's youth? <laughs> wait, wait, you gotta read that last part, though. Oh, is there... Oh god, there is, there's more. Meanwhile, the dance stones cause chaos on the human world. To retrieve the dance stones, Burekin fuses with Hibiki and transforms into a dance hero. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh my god. That is the greatest summary I have read in my entire (laughs) life. You know, I'm interested enough to, like, actually watch the show, but I know as soon as I get into it, it's going to be like... Not directed towards I'm expecting it to be about on the level of Star Driver. Yeah, you know the art style. It looks kind of similar to that one from Fall last year. Like, what was it like Tribe Cool Crew that yeah, um, Tribe Coda cool had crew. to watch for uh, Crunchyroll? <laughs> I was, looked, and they're they're the same age too, because I think it was sixth grade then. That was an you interesting know. show. I think I watched the first two episodes, and it, it's just essentially like dubstep for children the animation i don't know a better way to describe it mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say you know like uh, the plot's gonna be is gonna be terrible the dialogue is gonna be terrible the animation is gonna be cute but i'm gonna bet it's gonna have fat beats 
They're, those beats no, are it's bad. Have they're brave, brave beats. Yeah, they're brave. Yeah, brave. <laughs> they, they are brave. <laughs> Sounds like you've. Uh, I I gotta say, we might have hit the the high of this podcast already with this one, guys. Yeah, I, I don't think anything can best this show. This brave beats show. That's pretty fucking sad, yo. <laughs> All right, and then moving on to the next one is Comet Lucifer, and it says. The story takes place on the planet Gift, where precious crystals called Giftgeum are buried in the earth. A young man named Sogo lives in Garden Indigo, a prosperous mining town. Sogo's hobby is to collect rare crystals. One day, he gets wrapped up in a riot caused by his classmates Kaon, Roman, and Otto and he loses his way until he finds a lake deep under the ground's mining ruins. There, he meets a mysterious girl with blue hair and red eyes that gaze straight ahead. The story follows the adventure of what happens after this meeting. Hmm. Mm. I feel like, honestly, this is one of those shows where it looks like it could turn out to be like something actually cool or be like complete and utter garbage. No, you know, I think the, this the is fact it. that its summary reads off like a ch- like a cliche checklist does not help it. Yeah. Well, no, I was to say the, the problem with the summary is that it reads off the first three four sentences are all about mining, <laughs> and I bet you mining is boring. I, I I get that feeling, but I'm wondering if this sh- could be this uh, season's sleeper uh, Madoka Magica because it's Comet true. Lucifer and mm. they're mining, so maybe they dig straight into hell. Ooh, that's true. It's true. That's, that's actually that's a good one. That's a good. Like, I doubt it's gonna be twist. that cool. <laughs> <laughs> it does say he meets a mysterious girl with blue hair. It almost reminds eyes. me of a uh, of Blade Dance from last summer. The guy was just kind of in the forest, and he stumbled upon some chick in a cave, and then he was headed to the school his... to begin with, though. I guess so. this guy doesn't really have any direction past his. Mind no, he literally got lost. <laughs> <clears throat> it al- the girl almost looks like Shiro from uh, from No mm-hmm. Game no, no, no Life. Life. Yeah, I was actually uh, thinking that too. I don't know. Of course, it that looks, means nothing. It, but like, yeah, it looks like a cross between Shiro and then um, Isla from Plastic Memories. All right, and next one on the list, and I'm hoping that I, if I'm if I mispronounce these, well, first off, that's a given. I'm going to mispronounce some of these. I apologize in advance. Um, we've got Concrete Revolution Chojin Genso. And the description says, this is a long description, the stage is set in another Japan as a banquet of diverse superhumans unfolds. In an imaginary age of gods, about 20 years after the war, Japan has developed by leaps and bounds. What if all the superhumans ever written about in fictional stories existed at the same time? Superhumans who came into existence through different circumstances and who are special in different ways, Titans from outer space, life forms from a mystical world, phantoms and goblins from ancient times, cyborgs created by scientists, relics that rose out of the ruins of ancient civilizations, and the list goes on. One segment of these superhumans makes no secret of their existence and has gained popularity in society. Others cloak their identities and fight in secrecy. There are enemies of superhumans as well, organizations that operate in the shadows. The Japanese government has taken many measures to secure peace and order. 
One is the establishment of an organization under the Ministry of Health and Welfare, the Overpopulation Research Laboratory, also known as the Superhuman Bureau. Their mission is to identify and approach superhumans, then oversee and safeguard them. One member of the Superhuman Bureau, Jiro Hidoyoshi, is a protagonist of the series. All right. This is... Too many words. Yeah, it's that was a very long thing. What I will say is the studio doing it is apparently Bones, which is oh. a good sign. You know, it, it sounds reminds, like a... Go ahead. It kind of reminds me of Monster Musume, actually. Like, just all of a sudden this world is... Uh, it's covered with many fictional beings and all, and like, and people start living in it. I, I, I'm curious to see what they're trying to imply by putting another Japan in quotes. It, it kind of reminds me of a sort of awful fusion dance failure between uh, Hyaka Ryoran and Persona. Because it's like they're they're mixing their their metaphors with every mythology going into alphabet soup, and then lolol Japan is super developed and ahead of everybody in every way for no good reason. Yeah, I, w- I would have said it's like a mix between like uh, the comic saga, uh, Hellboy, and like Gate. Mm. And it is it does look like this is an anime original story, so. Mm. At least we're probably guaranteed a decent end, although, and it's and it's done by Bones, which is a good sign, because honestly, reading this summary, it doesn't sound like it would probably end up being that great to me, personally. Mm-hmm. That's its only redeeming factor, Yeah. <laughs> what I'm looking at. <laughs> but again, we're just ju- judging the book by its cover, who knows how it could turn out. Yeah, feel free to make fun of us three months from now, you know. <laughs> All right, um, and then next is Dance with the with Devils. I was going to say With the Devils, but there's no the. So Dance with Devils. The story revolves around Rika Tachibana, a female second-year high school student who attends Shiko Academy in Shiko Town. She enjoys her school life while living with her mother, Maria, but one day that balance fell into ruin. This anime is a story of Rika being loved and attracted to demons. No this is really similar yes. to the one that we're about to yeah. discuss this immediately is, after it to the right. That's exactly what I was going to say. This is very, very similar to our <laughs> next show. And... I might put it on with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, uh, well, so... I mean, what we're about to discuss next is the second season of Diabolic Lovers, which I wouldn't. I wouldn't subject anybody to, but maybe maybe Dance with Devils can can redeem it. Maybe. No. Here's here's what I'm noticing from this. This is supposedly uh, or apparently a reverse harem, and Brainsbase is animating it. Now, the last time Brainsbase animated a reverse harem was last spring or spring 2014. It was uh, Kamigami no Asobi. It was a show about, like, a girl who ends up in a school of gods or something like that. And uh, it was particularly boring, and not many people had any enjoyment from it. Mm. So I'm wondering if Brainspace can pull off uh, another reverse harem. Probably not. But like, what I would say is now, honestly, I like Brainspace a lot more than most people do. Like, they... A lot of some of my favorite shows have come from them, like um, 
my teen romantic comedy snafu and kawaii complex and uh, uh my little monster so i mean they do lots All of, good of which work. had manga and or yeah. light novels yeah exactly so then that's very true so i i i'm not confident in this although i will say that i do like brains base though the only problem Fair I enough. see is like the 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 way they like introduced all the characters in that last brain space reverse harem. It's just like the guy comes into the room and oh, you got to put flowers on a border around him and look at his face from all angles for like twenty seconds and then <laughs> then let him say hello to the main character who is of course going through pretty much every character almost like in a in a single file fashion we'll see how it ends up I, I don't it know. also still has to fight diabolic lovers for the same oh, yeah. correct that, that's, yeah. who says uh, you can't watch both <laughs> yeah. I, I, hopefully your sanity speaking of um, diabolic <laughs> lovers we've got our second season diabolic lovers more comma blood and so the, what, descri- the description says the second season of diabolic lovers Komori Yui is still adapting to the life of living with the sadistic Sakamaki vampire brothers. How will her relationships fare between them throughout the rest of her time in high school? Oh, this one makes me grimace. So at least they've acknowledged that they're kind of abusive and maybe not very nice. Yeah. I'm a little worried about that, at least. They know that they're total assholes. This is also our our first sequel of the bunch here, and I know... Mm -hmm. I know I haven't seen the show, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Pyre is the only one that has, and he only he saw like a first the first couple episodes with his I wife. Did, uh, I think we did five or six. It was wow. uh, it was stomach churning, and and I want to get down on it, but like I guess if there's an audience for it, who am I to to judge? Yeah, <laughs> that is well, a that's... really unfortunate choice of phrase there, by the way. <laughs> what, what I was curious wow. about, honestly, and I saw in Crunchyroll, they had uh, an article about the most anticipated shows you know, of Japanese viewers for the next season, and one of the, and it was like, one of the top shows for women was Diabolic Lovers, More Blood. So apparently the audience is uh, a group of uh, Japanese females, and they are very much into it. So, I that's really that's the same reason Twilight like and Fifty Shades sell over here. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's prob- That's pretty accurate. Well, that's funny, because that's the original reason I picked it, for the two of us to watch together, and I thought it would be in that vein. It is nothing like that, because the sadism and masochism is just turned up to 11. It's just, it's insanity. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to survive like two minutes with that thing, honestly. The way what, makes I wanna... said, what makes me sad is it says, it, it, in the description, it says that they're still adapting. Like, <laughs> not, not that they've adapted, they're still adapting from the first season. That's okay, a bad sign, the first season, I don't know how you would adapt to it at all. I mean, the fact that she's... <laughs> I'm surprised she's still alive. If, if there should be like, Diabuckle Lovers, more blood, and she's a zombie. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> What I want to point out here is that one of our mad admins, Mori, the lovely Mori, is uh, she's addicted to vampires, and or at least what comes off is she she's really she's really asphyxiated with vampires, and this is a show about vampires, but she hasn't seen it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's, damning. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. That that just says says something right there. I just gotta like make a loud smacking noise and be like, bam. 
Sean just dropped the bomb. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, though, because I just already made a real <laughs> joke about it. So, anyways. There you go. <laughs> thank you. Anyways, moving on to our next show, and this one might be with a little bit more oomph. We've got um, Gaksen Toshi Asterisk. Um, in the previous century, humanity was attacked by an unprecedented, unprecedented disaster, the impact in Versha. The whole world was destroyed. However, humans acquired a new potential, the Genestella. Genitalia. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> uh, this, this description hasn't given me anything, though. No, I don't they know what any of this means. It hasn't. I... I've heard that's it's... a really shitty description for yeah. it. Um, I'm I'm current on the light novels. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's good. It's like the it talks about how the world was destroyed, but honestly, there's not very much post-apoc going on. Um, they're in a very affluent academy city, and most of their time is spent either training their abilities, acquiring new ones, or tournaments. So um, it sounds pretty generic, though, so what, like, sets it apart? Sort of. Uh, there's there's some good characterization going on. Um, it's... I want to say it's it's kind of like... It's it's an absolute duo setting with uh, Blade Dance of the Tsundere Mentalers characters. I was about to ask, is it anything like Blade Dance? Because that's kind of what, it, what yes. I'm feeling from Yes, that. it is. Uh, right down to the main female being Fire Elemental. Yeah, uh, except the the I guess the difference here is that this one has a rack. Hmm. Uh, is there is there a lot of um, oh yeah I guess you know I do see it does say etchy under the um, genres. Uh, yeah, there's there's not too terribly much of that. There's I, I I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if it's anything like the the light novel, there's not nearly as much of it as Cinderamentalers had. That's good for me at least. So, so literally, it's the genitalia. <laughs> and it looks like it's uh, it's A1 Pictures, too, and they're a big studio. Of course, that's not really guaranteeing anything, but no. it's not like some like random one that I've never heard of. Right. would be bad. Um, uh, and then moving on, we've got Garo Gurinotsuki. Crimson Moon. Crimson Moon. For, yeah, the English. Okay, I'm just reading what they've got on the website. Um mm-hmm. And now, this, then, is, this is our second sequel of, of the list here. And it says, and it basically just says it was announced, um, and and it's being pro- um, produced by MAPPA, who did the first season of Garo. And it says, unlike the first season, this series will be a period drama set in the Heian period. It will have a female protagonist. That's about all they say. Yeah, they don't give much on this. That's nothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I can't really even say much about this. And, it's just, yeah. it's, it's this show with the female protagonist. Yeah, and it's I an mean, original, so there's not even, like, source material or anything for us to get information from, so... Basically, if you watched the first Garrow, watch it. If you didn't, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty quick. We can probably just move on to the next one, honestly. Um, and the next one is... I'm just not even going to... Well, it's... Go is the order a rabbit? Yeah, yeah is the order a rabbit? Um, and ba- their description just says Kokoa is still living and working at Cafe Rabbit House. This anime follows her and her friends she has made throughout their time working in the cafe, and that's just like a slice of life comedy, I believe. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's another sequel. It's it's moe working. Mm. Yeah, I was like, I based mean, on really. the picture, that's that's what I've determined as well. 
Yeah, I yeah, never you, saw the first season. It's apparently very either. popular, though. You've got a cast of all girls, and it, it's like, yeah, Moe is the name of the game. You show up to work, and you, you look at the cute girl. <laughs> You're just Moe is shit. The, the rabbit is not even a rabbit. It's like a fluff ball that sits on one of the main girl's heads. Oh, like, yeah, there's, there's an actual picture. rabbit, though. Yeah, do you see that like little fluff ball that's on oh, the yeah. girl with the blue hairs? Wait, head? what about the rabbit on the yellow girl's head? What's that? Oh, yeah, there's like two or two characters who also work in rabbit cafes, but they're different rabbit cafes. So <laughs> this is like a thing in wherever they live is there's cafes and there's just rabbits. That you, you know, that talk. sounds more post-apocalyptic to me than Gux and Toshi Astros. That's a crap sack <laughs> world right there. <laughs> It's actually, it's not too bad if you're into the genre of just, like, Moe slice of life. And uh, the comedy is really, really lighthearted. Hmm. Interesting. Alright, and we actually... Next we, sequel. Yeah, there's, there's just a whole line of yeah, sequels no. here. We've got Haikyuu 2, which is being done by Production IG, and it is a direct sequel to, obviously, the first season... Um, junior high school student Sh- uh, Shoyo Hinata continues pushing his volleyball club forward, aiming to improve on the results he has achieved so far. And it it's, goes- it's more of the same. Little man yeah. can jump. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, the way I like to put it is, if you are a fan of the, sh- of the sports genre, this is a show that you should be watching. There's yeah. really no further explanation. Now, if you haven't seen any sports genres, or if you think, any shows in the sports genre, or if you think you, like, just wouldn't be into it, it's it's always worth a shot. You, you'd be surprised how many people are like, oh, I don't play sports, I haven't watched sports ever. It's essentially a shonen action series. This is all sports, is what I'm uh, explaining here. Sports genre is, like, an action shonen series where no one dies. Instead, they just lose the game. Prince of Tennis was very similar. Yeah, I was going to say, I've only seen Prince of Tennis, and that's about the only sports... You'll like IQ. Well, I say, that's about the only sports anime I've ever been convinced to watch. IQ is a frontrunner in the the genre, and it's a a good place to start, too. I don't know much more you you could say about it. Uh, Of course, it's volleyball, but that's not the... That's just like the medium. I, I the, yeah. the sports is it's, what. It's the same through. thing as you know a card battle or you know it's it's the chosen battle method. Was this so particular show? Yeah, the, uh, the animation is good though. No. Yes. Oh yeah, it's production IG. It's right. it's top of the line. I might consider it. it. They uh they production IG actually animates um they animate <laughs> Kuroko's basketball. Which is yeah, also they also did and... Psychopaths. They did sp- Psychopaths. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I might get that shot then. It, right. It's it's right up there with anything that's that's worthwhile to watch if it's not a sports genre. Mm-hmm. All right, and moving on, we've got and on this next one. By the way, not gonna lie, is definitely my hype show for next season. I'm very excited for this one. Um, it's Heavy Object, and it's being done by JC Staff. And uh, the science fiction war action story revolves around objects, powerful, massive weapons that change the course of warfare, and elite object pilots. An odd elite girl named Melinda meets Quensler, er, Quenser, a student who aims to become an, an object mechanic, 
with the soldier in training, Havia, on a snowy battlefield. And I'm really excited about this show, mostly because I love the author. It's Kazuma Kamachi. Mm-hmm. He's the one that wrote the light novels, and he did um, a certain magical index and all of this, you know, this obviously that entire series and their spinoffs. And the, the Zashki Warashi of Intellectual Village and all yep. of those. So is this, like, kind of of the same taste? Like, if you liked uh, Railgun or Index, do you think you'd like this? Probably. Yeah, very likely. <laughs> so there's probably... Uh, just saying I mean, that, there's, there's, a, there's a crossover there. manga of all of his work. Every single one of his series appears in it for, you know, a couple of pages. That's interesting. And it makes a decent amount of sense for a crossover manga, so that should tell you something. <laughs> no. That it's, it's object of the capital O. Yes. Object. It's a proper noun. <laughs> I want to say Powerful massive but... weapons. It's animated by J.C. Staff. Is that Im- I, I know with J.C. Staff's recent works like uh, like Food Wars and and um, Prison School, like is, is this like gonna be fan service heavy or is it just um, not? Well, not necessarily just because it's J.C. Staff. Um, they J.C. Staff has also done a certain magical index and a, sci- and oh, a certain okay. scientific railgun. They did okay, both so- of those series. So they're more like just the the people that call if you want to build another. Yeah, build they're basically just yeah. the ones that do Cosmo Kamachi's adaptations. Okay, I'm glad that. And considering the the exist. quality of the index and especially Railgun anime, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Cool. They they know what they're doing. So. All right. And looking down, we've got um, Hira no Aria. Double A. This I is guess. a spinoff, isn't it? Yes. I know there was a an Aria. He don't know Aria beforehand. Yeah, I... and and she kind of appears, but apparently the main character of that is nowhere to be found. They decided okay. to remove the dude. Do you guys just want to give like a quick summary of the show? Because the summary they have listed here um, makes like no sense to people. Yeah, as soon I as you know what's it. happening. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Basically, I just... it's a, a girl comes into the Butte school, which is a school for people that are going to be, you know, policemen, government assassins, etc., etc. Um, it, it everyone in the school trains in gun use, and it's a high school. It's dumb as hell. Um, <laughs> she comes into this school a, a year or two after Hida Noaria and idolizes the hell out of the titular character I, Aria, and. From what I remember, she's a little bit of a fuck up at first, and so they're they're you know she's following in the footsteps of her idol and trying to, you know, catch up. Mm-hmm. And from what you've seen, was it good or bad or what? You know, from the surface, this this show initially reminded me of Railgun. I I don't know, like what else you could relate it to. Like I, I'm just looking at the. Uh, it it does have some some similarities in how they handle the the issues of supernatural powers um there there are some parallels there honestly i don't think it's going to be as good as like even in the same season heavy object that's going to mm-hmm. lose out but it's it'll be decent maybe even solid i wouldn't expect it to be great yeah. I have to watch. Would you have to watch the uh, the first season to like get what's going on, or can you just jump uh, into this one? Yeah, you might want to read some summaries or something. All right. But I I doubt you're gonna need to have seen the entire thing. The first season, if I recall correctly, is 
like 12 episodes, so you can sit through that yeah. in a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Was the first season also animated by Doga Kobo? Do Let know? me check. I know uh, in recent recent seasons, Doga Kobo has like come out of their shell. Like I know they used to be like kind of the throwaway. Yeah, they sound familiar. What what else have they done recently? Well, they're animating um, Himoto Chan right now, the one with the the yeah. girl who puts on the the hood and becomes becomes like a, a GB monster with her brother, and then. Uh, Last season they did plastic memories and oh that's where that's where they sound familiar from. Mm-hmm. They did also they also did uh, Mikagura High School, which was last season I believe. Uh, and, uh, the first season was actually JC Staff. Okay, oh, interesting. That well, would that... be why it reminded you of real. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. All right, and moving on, we have another sequel, which is K Return of Kings. Uh, yes. In in modern Japan, where history has strangely overlapped with reality, <laughs> sentence fragment. Um, there, seven kings with great superpowers existed, along with their clansmen, to whom they shared their own power. With the kings, each formed clans, order bound by blue red flames that cause chaos, irregularities that shine in white, and reforms branched off into green. The kings, each with their own abilities, now. With Jungle once again jumping back into action, the fates of the various kings are brought together. Okay, so that... So this uh, is K, Return of Sentence Fragments. Holy yes, shit. Yes, it is. The entire thing is Sentence Fragments. I was very confused when I was trying to read this. <laughs> um, has, it, wait, has anyone here seen K? I tried to watch episode one and was so fucking confused I didn't even bother with it. Yeah, I know one of my friends has seen it and he said he enjoyed it, but it was kind of weird. Um, for parts of it, which probably goes in line with uh, what you just said. Um, I always see those ads on Hulu where they're just like, K. <laughs> the most undescriptive ad ever. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> it's the most undescriptive ad. It's like, it's like, K. It's this animated series, and they tell you nothing about it. It doesn't they help show that a lot the name is K. K. <laughs> I, I, from what I've heard, it's it's not too much... It, it doesn't like focus on plot in the slightest, <laughs> and in, instead it's it's just like a very pretty series, I guess. Very good visuals, and like if you just Google K anime, you'll see like it's hard to describe it. It's like a, assuming like you a can green find it hue. that way with Google. I, I don't, yeah. But it, it you can you can tell just by the pictures that the animation style is very like set, and it it, it <laughs> looks really good. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I'd have to watch the first season to really get a good opinion of it. Ugh. Yeah. No. So, I, 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 I just want to. I just want to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Go for um, it. We skipped. Uh, we skipped a show called Hokuto no Ken, and the next one is Kamisama Mina Rai and. Those title cards look exactly the same. <laughs> which is because which is the one really is just the guy weird. going, huh. And then the girl the, is going, huh. Yeah, it's like, if you it's don't recognize really... the name, Hokuto no Ken is Fist of the North Star. 
Is it really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, no That's shit. one of the dudes from Fist of the North Star making the same exact face as the little girl with the cutesy puppets. That's real funny. That is the exact same face. They're doing the exact same face as this cute girl. We'll have to put that in in the Rinku dump. <laughs> <laughs> The Hokuto no Ken has uh, possibly my favorite little piece of a sentence in this whole, in the whole description, which is, demonstrates his party techniques. Like, <laughs> I saw oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a totally non-serious, like, I'm, I would swear that's a four coma somewhere. Yeah, prob- it probably is. They're, they're, like, if you look at the, the picture is from the actual comic, and there's, I see a number four on it, so I'm betting, mm-hmm. I'm betting. I like how it says. I like how it says it demonstrates his party techniques, and sometimes he plays the negotiation. <laughs> yeah, the, Which, oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't know what that is either. But I'm I don't think it's anyone like funny. I'm actually kind of interested because the the genres that it's stated here is comedy and seinen. Now, normally yeah. comedy seinen shows are like. Funny as hell, so we'll see what I'm, happens. I I am actually seen or I actually read Piss of the North Star, but everything I've heard is like it's awesome. Yeah, it is. We'll, it's it's pretty cool. We'll see what happens. All right. It's probably going to be better than the puppet show below. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that 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 stupid puppet show. I just want to say one thing about it. It looks exactly like, you know, 17 other shows that came before it and it especially reminds me in the summary of uh Shugo Kara, which was god awful. Oh, the one that's like on Crunchyroll and has like 100 episodes with the pink girl, the hair, the girl with the pink hair? Yes. Shugo Chara? Yes, it's terrible. I actually planned on watching that. I I didn't know it was bad. <laughs> Like it's it's tolerable, I guess, if you're a little girl that really <laughs> likes shoujo, but it it hey, doesn't hey. have any it doesn't have any cross genre appeal. Let's put it that way. Well, some people just have a little girl who likes shoujo inside of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you should watch what you eat. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, you know, we're going to move on before this gets worse. Um, The next one we have is Kido Senshi Gundam Tektsu no Orphans. Iron-Blooded Orphans. Iron-Blooded Orphans. All right. 300 years after a great conflict between Earth and Mars known as the Calamity War, a woman named Cordelia sets out on a journey to Earth to speak for the independence of the Martian city, Chris which is under the control of the Earth government. Escorting her is the private security company CGS members Mikazuki, Agus, and Orga Itsuka. When a group named Gjallarhorn attacks CGS and Cordelia, Orga (laughs) sees this as a chance to rebel against CGS and launch a a coup. And then they're thrust into a new conflict to fend off Jollerhorn Mikazuki rides an or- old mobile suit from the Calamity War, powered by a nuclear reactor, the Gundam Barba- Barbados. Barbados, I don't know, however you say it. To be honest, it's a Gundam series. Yeah, it's Gundam. Like, yeah. <laughs> from what I've heard, it's not in any of the existing Gundam continuities. It's totally new. Well, that's interesting. 
It's not related to anything else. I've actually heard a lot of positive hype for this. People are yeah. really excited for this. Looks, the animation it, looks really nice. Yeah, like, it's also one of the dreamiest ones. Yeah, and it's Sunrise, King of the Mecca. So yeah, yeah. If I, like, it's at least the fact that it's Gundam probably means it's not going to be picked up for simulcast because I don't know the last time that a Gundam series actually was. But if it yeah, is, I'll say, put it on for an episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I mean, it's it's Gundam like it, like it's kind of we'll like see. when the main character like says the name of the series like with Metal Gear when Snake goes Metal Gear it's kind of like when the main character of Gundam just goes Gundam. <laughs> what? Someone yelled in the background. All right, so moving on, we've got um, Kindaichi Shonen no Jikenbo R two. This year's 33rd issue of Kodansha's Weekly Shonen Magazine announced that Saimaru Amagi and Fumiya Sato's Kindaichi Shonen no Jikenbo R, The File of Young Kindachi Returns, manga will get a second anime adaptation that will premiere in Japan in October. Oh, this is a second. I had no idea. I've yeah, never heard of it. It's a sequel. The, it's the R2. It's a sequel season. of a spinoff. Hey, guys, you're getting picked up like by the it's a Conan spin-off, and it's yep. the sequel of it. And mm-hmm. um, the first season's on really? Crunchyroll, but I know, like, on my anime list, like, only 2,000 people have seen it, and that that just doesn't... The numbers just don't add up. I, I guess... I, I have nothing to say about it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was, I, I've heard... I don't know anything about this whatsoever, and, like, this description is kind of, like... If you've seen the first one, you might like this one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess that's the, the the audience of this show is strictly the people who have seen Conan and have seen the first uh, the first yeah. series. Like it, it's not an advertisement so much as hey, you guys, we're back. Yeah, everyone that has seen the first season probably knows this is coming, and they're probably excited, but that just doesn't reach to me in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's done by what Toei, so yeah. the animation yeah. should be decent. Mm-hmm. All right, and then moving on, we've got Lance Masks, and Masks is spelled with a Q E at Q U E. It's Lance in Masks. Mm, yeah, an apostrophe. They're, yeah, they they are very they're very fancy to this, and it's by a studio that I don't recognize, Studio Gokumi. Gokumi. Um. Alright, and it says, The battle action novel series revolves around Yotaro Hanafusa, a young man who is part of the last remaining order of knights in the 21st century, Knights of the World. As he fights as the mysterious Knight Lancer, he must hide his identity behind a mask. I'm not full... I mean, it looks like it's based off light novels. I haven't read them, but I'm not very confident in this one, just based on... Uh, that's a big studio, dude. No, I mean, Uh, I just... Yeah, I know, but you said you didn't recognize them. I looked them oh, up. Oh, the studio. Yeah, what have they done? Uh, Haganai, A Channel, uh, some of the Saki stuff, uh, Oda Nobuna no Yabo, uh, Dansai Bunri Crime Edge, Kinero Mosaic, Yuki Yuna. Yuki Yuna. So, yeah, they've been coming up in the years. It's, uh, I guess the, the the studio doesn't see much light, but that everything that they've done has kind of had some kind of renown behind it. Mm-hmm. Now it, it, it sounds 
It sounds kind of generic, but we'll anything that sounds generic has the possibility of becoming great, and you can never tell whether or not it will if it's mm -hmm. um, if it's like kind of a, a dark horse like this, or not, you know. Mm -hmm. All right, and I'm gonna really. I'm gonna move on here just so we don't mm -hmm. take too much time. Um, then our next one is Norgami Aragoto. Not to be mixed up with Aragato. That's not what people are trying to say when they say this show's name. It is Aragoto. <laughs> now, <clears throat> do you know if Aragoto has a meaning? I mean, I'm, I'm just sure a Japanese does, word, but... yeah. Um, I, I don't know it off the top of my head. Um, Me well, look, looking up, it's um, a type... It's a rough style of kabuki acting. So it's a style of acting uh, that uses exaggerated movements and speech. That actually fits very well for Noragami. Mm -hmm. So there's your little uh, cultural lesson for the day. Um, and this, this along with Heavy Object, those are the two shows that I am like very, very excited for. Especially since Noragami, the first season, a lot of people liked it. Some people were kind of iffy on it. What I would say is even people that were iffy on it, second season, it's almost like a guarantee going to be amazing. Because I have read the manga for the series, the, the next three volumes that they're going to adapt, and the Bishamon arc that they're doing is very good. So, if you liked Noragami before, and it, it's it's about um, a, a god named Yato who is very, he's a very minor god, he doesn't even have his own shrine, and so he goes around doing, like, crappy jobs to try to earn his, uh, you know, money to build the shrine and actually gain renown. And during this, his cross, his paths cross with a middle schooler, middle school girl named Iki Hiori. And it, it's just a story. It's basically like a, a an interesting take on um, Japanese gods. The idea, um, and it's I really, it, I mean it's very interesting. There was a lot of. Um, you know, foreshadowing in the first season that is going to come to light in the second season. So if you, I mean, if you, I mean, I highly recommend it. This is definitely one that I would push for if any. If I were to say any shows on these lists, it would be Heavy Object and Noragami Aragoto. Yeah, I also, I, mean, I want to put in the mention that uh, Bones is animating this as well. So mm -hmm. you're gonna expect some kind of uh, some kind of good stuff. Norgami is one I haven't gotten into myself, but it's what a lot of people have told me I should take a look to. Yes, Norgami. I, I, I tried it. to watch a couple of episodes of the first season. I lost interest. But I love Norgami. It's if you didn't, for what I would say, if you didn't like the first, if you liked the first season, you'll love the second season. If you didn't like the first season, there's actually probably still a good chance that you'll love the second season because, to give you an idea, I kind of felt. Now, first off, they kind of did, like, their own thing for the last couple episodes of the first season, so they would have some sort of, like, proper conclusion, because in reality, the first three books, like, honestly, they're more... I kind of felt like they were almost, like, introductory. They didn't feel like it at the time, but the, like, actual serious story developments don't actually start until the fourth volume, and the adaptation cut off before it even got to that. So... And but what when they do get first off they still have the comedic elements but the serious arcs are very well written and it's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's not one of my hype shows, but I'm definitely looking forward to it. 
Alright, and next one we have another one. This one's a big one. Um, one Punch Man. It's being done by Madhouse. What's uh, One Punch Man? This is this, one of my hype shows. Yeah, yeah. This, this is one of the most hilarious things ever. Yeah, this is my hype show for the season, I guess. say. The, the manga revolves around the titular he- superhero who has trained so hard that his hair has fallen out and who can overcome any enemy with one punch. However, because he is so strong, he has become bored and frustrated with winning all of his battles so easily. Yeah. It's, the, 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 the thing that makes this show so fucking amazing is that literally the entire rest of the show is an absolute 100% serious hero show. And it's all of these, these different heroes trying to, you know, get through their normal lives and take down monsters and raise through the hero ranks. And in walks this bald guy in a completely different art style than everybody else, who is ridiculously overpowered and nobody who hasn't seen it will ever believe it because he looks like this, just this schlemiel. And he just he just comes through, and if something gets in his way, he just punches it in the next week and keeps moving. Yeah. And everybody well, else is you know struggling and spitting up blood and and fighting for their lives, and he just comes up and goes, "Get out of my way, bitch!" Whack. <laughs> and there are eggs on sale, motherfucker. <laughs> what I what I think is great about him is that he he's like the physical peak of like of like humankind, but he's a total dumbass. <laughs> Oh, he's such an idiot! Like, like he, like, like, like. So they have like this thing called the hero test, and like when they're taking it, he like aces. He like sets new records for like the physical stuff, but he like totally fails out on like the actual like intellectual test. So they give him like the lowest rank of hero, and so he just like he basically just he's like the physical peak of mankind, but he just sucks. And there's like <laughs> exactly three people. Like, even where we're at in the manga right now, as far as the translations go, there's maybe three people that understand exactly how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. And everyone else thinks he's some nobody if they've even heard of yeah. him. But, like, the the manga is animated, like, or it, it's drawn just really, really well. And I, I, didn't re- I didn't know until now that Madhouse is actually animating this, so I have really high hopes for this. The funny thing is they won't actually have that much work to do because there's several scenes in the manga that the pages are frames of animation. It's a fucking flip book. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. And I know um, it's it's also it's one um, Viz Media licensed the manga and they've already released. They released the first two volumes in the same month. So they they were very desperate to get this one pushed out, which tells me they probably had information knowing that it was going to be big and you guys yeah. seem to be pretty into it so and it's oh, yeah. being done by Madhouse. So that's a very good sign. That's yeah, very, Madhouse very good will signs. do a good job with this one, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that bald pride. Oh yeah. I can finally <laughs> cosplay as somebody now. <laughs> bald men are sexy. Don't say it. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That's my PSA for the day. Are you going to squeeze into the tights and cape as well? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, give you and uh, Maury's boyfriend some of the cosplayers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. All right, and then moving on to um, Wright Zeno's absolute favorite show, Seraphim. Fuck you. And... 
<laughs> this the second season. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were doing a different one that was before that that I was saying fuck you about. I thought you were doing showman sample, which I was going to rip you apart for. Say it again. I, I'm, I'm lost. What? Uh, we we actually skipped one that I prefer we leave skipped. So yeah, let's talk about Oari no Seraph. Let's go <laughs> okay. for it. This is my favorite show of the season. Great, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> All right, Seraph of the End. Yuichiro has united, reunited with Mikaela at the Shinjuku battle. But Mikaela... Alright, these are total spoilers. I need to stop. Um, okay, so this is the second season of Seraph of the End. It's um, a shonen battle series that involves vampires and a post-apocalyptic um, scenario demons with humans. And, and they the fight... And the humans... Yeah, the humans fight with demon with demon weapons and stuff. And there, there are lots of plot holes. Um, it's <laughs> oh very much... Oh, God. Uh, it, it is very much... Um, a battle shonen, um, and definitely, if anything, if I were to label it positively, I would say very much so a popcorn anime. I, I was gonna say if, the same if thing. If you were gonna label it positively, I'd have to label you as insane. <laughs> <laughs> Mori, I, I was gonna take the show. same words from Mori. She she calls it her popcorn show. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what that totally entitles, and but I'm, I'm sure. Think, but, I think the sh- I think the series does have its merits. I do agree there are like lots of things wrong with it, but um, I do know that uh, I've read the the manga that's actually been released in the U.S. Except, well, I haven't read Volume Six because it just came out, and I'll be getting I'll be reading in a couple of days. But um, the I do think that it's kind of gotten better over time. There's still like lots of plot holes, but. The thing that, the issue I had in the beginning is it was, like, such a mishmash of, like, the usual, like, shonen garbage with, um, you know, they're in high school, they're fighting with with demons, it's high schoolers, um, and, you know, they're fighting vampires, and it's, like, you know, and then, like, the, you know, final move kind of stuff, so, um, but I, I do think that it got, if, I do think that it got better now if better depending on who you talk to qualifies as good at all you know that's a different story but i would say if you like those kind of shows if you like um you know like bleach or anything like that there's a decent chance that you will like seraph of the end it scratches an itch Mm -hmm. in a place that you wouldn't want to talk about on a podcast (laughs) well don't make me go back to that other show right center All right, and moving on, we have Owari Monogatari, which is the continuation of um, Shaft's Monogatari series. And Owari means end in Japanese, you know, ser- uh, Owari no Seraph, Owari Monogatari. Um, I, I'm not an expert on this series, and I know that there people were saying that there's also like Kizu Monogatari or something that hasn't been. Yeah, it's, it's funny that. End story is not the end of the story. Yeah. So, um, but it is based. It is based on um, the books. Well, what's the author's name? I don't even remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, um, no clue. It's one of those. I would say now, from what I do know, I can guarantee you that if you haven't already started watching the series, you've got a ways to go. Um, oh yeah. Oh, Twenty six yeah. and a half hours worth, to be exact. <laughs> Holy Jesus crap. Christ! <laughs> yeah. I, it no. is. I mean, it is a very long running 
Is it a good show though? I, it's I have absolutely no idea. Yes. Show. It's amazing. It's you gotta it's, be you gotta be ready to listen. It's a lot, a lot of dialogue, a lot of talking. That's what I've heard. It's, it's also some very stylistic animation. They use some very funky visuals. They don't. They don't uh, stop. Wait, never mind. Forget it. <laughs> All right, I, we can. We can I, probably... I was going to spoil stuff, and I don't. Know. Yeah, we can so, probably move on from this one because that's that's something yeah, that if you're watching the show, you're probably already like mm-hmm. you know what's going yeah. on. If you haven't seen it, kind of research Bakay right. Monogatari, I guess. And next one we have up is Rakdai Kishi no Ayutan, which says the school sword action story revolves around magic knights. Modern magic users who fight with weapons converted from their souls. Iki Kuragane goes to a school for these magic knights, but he is the failed knight, or worst one. Why is everything in quotations? He he sucks. Uh, Because those are what people actually call him to his face. Um, I'm going to stop you and take over because this summary sucks. Alright, go Um, for it. The chivalry of a failed knight, as this one is called in English, is fucking amazing. It's for for every harem protagonist that you've ever been pissed off at for being a wishy-washy piece of shit. um, (laughs) This guy kicks all of their asses and takes them out with the trash Um, within the first like volume one. I believe it was uh, he establishes a steady relationship with one girl, even though there's like seven throwing themselves at him. That's good. To wow. know. That, that's a that's a step up they from also, every other one look, so far. Yeah, I'm looking at the genres it lists, and it doesn't say etchy. Oh, uh, that's because it really isn't. Um, there you go. They, like he gets challenged to a duel by this girl, and she's you know top of the class, ridiculous honor student. She's also a transfer student princess because of course she is. They all are. Why not? And she she attaches an additional condition that the loser becomes the winner's slave, and then of course the the one that's you know, known as the worst one, completely turns the tables and beats her into the pavement. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it's actually really fucking good. It's mm. it's a really good story, and I think they're going to do a mm. damn good job with this. I'm I'm interested then. Yeah, I'm interested. Although I've never heard of uh, Silver Link, although that must be me. I've heard, I've heard of them. I can't remember what they've done though. Yeah, would it be I'm worth it trying up. out with my wife? Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm giving you a definite maybe on that. Right. Oh, uh, wow. Silverlink is listed as being on the uh, staff for Bakemonogatari, as well as uh, Shakugan no Shana, uh, Index 2, yep. Bakates. Strike the Blood. That's where I know them from. I know them from Strike uh, the Blood. Jeeb Cursed Curious. Yurikuma Arashi. Otoboku. Oh, God. Have they done a good job then or not? Only I, yes, no, no, yes, most definitely. Yes, they're a good studio right, looking at right. this list. Thank you behind this uh, They did Watamode, um, Kokoro Connect. Uh, Rokujoma. Um, and Dusk Maiden. Well, da- I never saw Dusk Maiden of Amnesia. I just know it because the opening theme uh, was that, by It was Kenobi really season. good. It was really fucking good. Uh, they also did Fake Collide Liner Prismalia. Mm-hmm. Like, all of it. Okay. And Chaos Dragon, which I heard, I heard that one was bad though. Well, it's airing right now. Yeah, isn't it's it? the one airing right yeah. now. The opening theme is great though. <laughs> Matsumi Khan. I forget it. 
out of all the shows that I'm watching, that's like one of the three that I'm behind on, and I've only seen like two episodes of it. And yeah. I'm, Ouch. The Guild uh, of Animasochists. The it's Guild. Make you watch the whole thing, isn't it? Uh, no, I'll probably drop it. Ooh. Don't tell Matt. Ouch. Wow. <laughs> that's when you know. That's when you know. <laughs> all I right. drop few shows, including. Uh, a few, including uh, Poopa and. Uh, Magical Warfare. I called those, like, Ooh. episode one and two. <laughs> Alright, um, moving on, we have... Uh, Sakurako-san no Ashimoto ni wa shitai ga umateru. And this this one, is my hype show. Yeah, this I, is, this I read is... this, I saw this earlier, and it's it's number three behind the behind Noragami and Heavy Object. It looks... like When I, when I read it, it just, and I'll read the summary in a second here, it's... It just seems very interesting, and I'm, I, it looks really cool. So, all right, um, and it's based off a light novel series. So, the novel series revolves around Shotaro Tatawaki and Sakurako Kyujo. Shotaro is a normal high school student with a serious demeanor who likes to show off his girlfriend, Sakurako. Sakurako is an extraordinarily beautiful woman in her mid-twenties from a rich family who loves beautiful bones. The two live in the city of... Asahikawa in Hokkaido, and they get involved in various incidents regarding bones. Now, it sounds kind what? of strange, but for some reason, I just really feel like this is going to be a good one. There is a single genre, and it is mystery. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, really <laughs> It strikes me as very similar in sort of concept, possibly, maybe, to the legendary musings of Professor Munakata. Hmm. Which was this really, really intriguing uh, historical mystery manga. So that's it's it's got some promise. When they when they say that the the genre is is a mystery and like this this girl is like you have beautiful bones. <laughs> the, whole, the whole show is based on bones. That's kind of like this creepy kind of like intriguing thing to mm-hmm. me. Now, I wish it was done by Bones. That would be fantastic. They would win out on that. No, but Troika, Troika is uh, animating this, and I think they're, they uh, they did Aldo Noah Zero. Yeah, they so did. I, the animation in Aldo Noah Zero is comparable to A1 Pictures. Like, it looks like the exact same. So yeah, and it was all, these... they also worked with A1 Pictures on it, too. Yeah, so and like that. That's all you need. Interestingly enough, that is the Aldo Zero is the only show they've ever done before this one, by the way. So, uh, and they, that, I assume that's why they had a co-production with A One Pictures because I, the, like, they have literally done nothing other than that. So that was their very first work. The studio was founded in November of 2013. That's bold. That's a yeah. Bold move. So they. I and they for their first show, even though it was with A One Pictures, the animation was very good. And I'm pretty confident that this one will be a good one. Well, here's the thing: if there's like a new animation studio and they, the first thing they make is terrible, then you automatically assume everything they're going to make after that is terrible. So right. why not the other way around? Mm-hmm. They made something good, so everything after should be good. Yeah. That'd be, High bar. That'd be nice. Yep. All right. Oh, speaking of high bars, next we have Exile's favorite show. Yep, Exile's absolute oh, favorite yeah. show. We have Attack on Titan High School by, surprisingly, by Production IG. Well, I guess not surprising, but because they... Um, IG did the some work one. with the first season, or the, the actual season. 
Uh huh. And I mean, it is a big show, and Production IG is a big studio. So, and it's essentially a. It's one of those like what the hell Japan, where they take a popular series and make a spinoff that is very random. It's a bit like um, fake. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Kalean. Yeah. That one, um, it's in the sense of like, and I don't, I've heard that it's very funny, but I mean, just in the sense of like, why does this exist? Is your first thought? And they it's take a lot of random series that should be, you know, serious and grimdark, and put them in high school for no good fucking reason. Yeah, <laughs> and th- this is a parody of Attack on Titan, where all the students are in junior high and they are bullied by the Titans, essentially. Wow. It, well, it sounds well, funny, but from what I hear. It's, like, sincerely funny. Like, you can actually go and, and read the stuff and laugh at it, even though it's kind of, like, cutesy or whatnot, but it, that's what I hear. I, Is that I even funnier even... than watching your parents get eaten? <laughs> <laughs> Which A is pretty lie. funny. <laughs> you know, I, I showed... I showed my parents the first episode of Attack on Titan, and I'll, I'll just say that my mom uh, cried. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they ate his mom, so when you showed your mom, you're like, this is what will happen to you. Yeah, to you, she's so just like, imagine if I got eaten, sweetie! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> So wait, what this looks like though? I haven't seen any of them, but this looks like that uh, that kind of like ripoff series that they did of like Sword Art, mm, like the like girl ops or whatever. Or do you mean I, like... I don't know what it's called, but it was like the little like basically it looks like based on this cover photo I'm seeing, it looks like uh, it looks kind of like that based like based on sort of like on Sword Art Online. Isn't there a Naruto spinoff called like Rock Lee and his Ninja Pals? That's based yeah, on it's... the same. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's right. That's the one. Somebody that's really became, what it reminds me of. Just everyone in the in the show it is is chibi characters, and, that, <laughs> and they, they create the show surrounding just that idea. I guess. Yes. It's the same stuff. It's 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 nothing to like take seriously. You're just gonna you're gonna take shows that are really popular and just laugh at them. That's the only. <laughs> that how silly they are. That's all you can get from this, and that, that's what I'm expecting, is just to, like, sit down and say, ha, ah, this is so funny. That's all. <laughs> all right, and then I'm going to purposefully skip over um, Testament of Sister New Devil Burst, because we don't want to talk about that. Um, and <laughs> okay. then I don't and, blame you. Yeah, and then the next one that is on the list is Sokyu no Fafner Exodus 2, and that's the second season of the show that was airing in the winter of this year that Dex is very into, which is uh, Fafner it, in the Azure, I think. Yeah, and the thing is, is I think this is like actually season three, four, maybe yeah. five of the it's, whole series. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, yeah, they had like a, the first season aired like ten years ago or something like that. Yeah, the Exodus 1 was like a 10-year anniversary idea, and then Exodus 1 was like so good, at least, uh, I'm kind of just bullshitting here, but Exodus 1 was so good that they made it 2. But, uh-huh. uh, oh, <laughs> that's all I know. I, I saw like the first four episodes of of, uh, of the first season of this, and it, it really didn't tell you much. There's just like an island, and it's kind of a boat island that can move, and there's these guys that, like, <laughs> try to destroy everything in the same sense that, that uh, Titans destroy whatever in Attack on Titan. 
Any uh, uh, reason, Stan, like you uh, gave it one out of ten stars for the global anticipation? <laughs> ooh, yeah. Ooh, that, now we're no, laying that, on that's, that. that's math. That's mathematical right there. I had no say in that. You see, the thing is, Noragami was leading in the pack in sequels, and uh, 34,000 people have signed up to watch that show, and only 2,000 have signed up to watch Exodus. Mm-hmm. And it's less than 1 in 10. Mm-hmm. Or uh, signed up to watch Exodus 2. We're just slaying the smackdown on this one. Damn. If you guys, if listeners don't know what we're talking about, we're talking uh, about the sequel article that I write every season yeah. that just highlights whatever sequels are airing. And, of course, Fafner Exodus 2 is a sequel, so it's and, on there. Yeah, and that article was actually shared to Kotaku this morning. Yeah, I so, got scared. Yeah, it's been... It hit it off. I mean, it's it's been a, a lot of people... The, been the comment it. section has been pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we oh, kind God. of saw it, would have seen it coming, though, if we knew it was going to get shared. Of course, we had no idea, so... Of course, I'm, like, thankful for the share, but... I'm I'm just curious. This is the fifth one, the fifth rendition that I put out. So is I wonder if there's just like I don't know something that made it so this one was slow news day. Yeah, probably. (laughs) It was it was at five a.m. Eastern time. Well, yeah, that's usually yeah. Neltz, Andres Neltz, he usually shares articles early in the morning when he does it, and he actually shared two today. He also shared uh, Steve's article about the new Assassin's Creed, although. That one has not been viewed quite as much. This this sequel article got like a, a crap ton of views, yeah. almost so, fifty thousand. Yeah, I mean it was definitely a success even by regular Kotaku article standards. So I'm hoping that it'll encourage them to keep sharing Anate stuff because we do work hard on a lot of cool articles. This so, yeah. article that just got shared got more views than the four b- before it combined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And honestly, the other it could also potentially encourage Kotaku not even just sharing our articles, but maybe more anime coverage in the future. Because I do think they underestimate a little bit how large of the, uh, the large percentage of their viewership that does have an interest in it. And I know that there are some people who you know there are always commenters that are very outspoken against that kind of thing, but I do think they're in the minority. Yeah, no, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, to me, like the the website is called Kotaku. Yeah. I mean, it's it's part of the damn name, and like you can't I, spell I think, it without Otaku, right? And I think like uh, when when Tina does the odd piece about like anime, those usually blow up pretty hard. Yeah. Like I mean, though she chooses like Attack on Titan and like right. uh, <laughs> I can't remember the other one she did was, but it, it's it just, also like, sucked whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It also like, and then she did it like on Adventure Time, which is great. But um, like, I, I think they they should really do more with it. They need to because I know I know half the half the people who write for them do really like anime. Yeah, definitely. I and I do, and then you know you get those articles like Jason's with uh, Steins Gate, where he was kind yeah. of like slam, where he was kind of like slamming people, like in, he's like into the whole anime thing. And, I don't know. I th- I kind of see it a little bit like hypocritical when you've got a guy who's obsessed with JRPGs and who's oh. um, complimenting a game like Steins Gate and then at the at simultaneously insulting an- um, people that watch anime regularly. 
Yeah, well, I was I had I I was in the impression that Jason really liked it though. Yeah, no, he did. He just like kept droppies, like you know, uh, I don't know, and and they just do that sometimes. I know um, Mike Fah, he did that a couple has written. You know, when he wrote that thing on uh, Knights of Sidonia, he's like, this is way better than most of the garbage that's been coming out lately. Which you know, and he and he was complaining about Moe garbage, and I want to say he's a big fan of My Little Pony. So yeah, I don't know why he was furries. saying that. Yeah. So, I mean, if any, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the sentiment when people aren't into that, but like of all people to say that Mike, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But we kind of went into a tangent here. We need to yeah, move was, on. That was yeah. deep in the anti-tame meta. It was. <laughs> it's kind of specific talk. I guess to put a line to that, if, if there's probably one of you out there, one or two of you out there, uh, Anite is a sub-blog of Kotaku, if anything, so Kotaku being a like worldly renowned video game and sort of anime news source, so yeah. that's uh that's just like where we stand. We're where they're underlings by like tenfold or a hundredfold even. Yeah. We're not paid. No. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. And um I'm do you guys want me to do Star Moo or just skip that? No. One? Skip okay, it. skip it. Alright, moving looks on. Dumb. Yeah. Moving they have on the same, to, wait, wait, wait. They have the same uni- uniforms as, like, uh, regular the regular Magic yeah, I know. Moving on, moving on, moving on. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right we've got um, Subete ga F. Ninaru, The Perfect Insider, which is based is it, off a light novel series, apparently. And it's being done by A1 Pictures, which means they thought that there was money in the series, so we'll see. This is my second hype show. Yeah, I, I think it looks interesting. So, all right, the story of the original Subete... F. Ninaru novel revolves around Sohei Sakikawa, a member of the Saki of the uh, Saikawa, a member of the Saikawa Research Group Lab. He goes on a vacation held by the lab, and Moe, <laughs> Moe Nishino Sono, the daughter of his mentor, joins the group on their vacation despite not being part of the lab. There, the two end up finding a corpse. Oh wow! Okay, the two work together to solve well. the mysteries of what becomes a serial murder case. Actually, that sounds amazing. It sounds like Game of Laplace. I'll tell you that much. Except it, it, it sounds awesome, and the one character's name has Moe in the name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I did, did. you hear me kind of like stutter for a second there? I was like, okay. The only difference between this and Game of Laplace, which is airing this season is the fact that this has the seinen tag on it. And I get the feeling this one might be slightly less loopy. I mean, the yeah, image this... looks kind of artsy, but there's not a whole lot that is as loopy as Ron Pokathon, so... Here's the thing. I mean, it's got a definite M.C. Escher background on it, but... Yeah. Yeah, as I say, the background looks neat. Anything that's seinen and sounds remotely serious has, like, 90% of the time been a good show. Everything that, that takes itself seriously and is directed towards an older audience has been good. I'll just say that. All right. And then I'll go... We'll jump to the next one here. We've got Taimado Gakuen. It's Anti-Magic Academy. Don't even bother. <laughs> and don't try to pronounce... Don't try to pronounce that other name. It's Anti-Magic Academy. Um, the first, like, 13 or 14 volumes of it have been translated. It's pretty good. There you go. What's it about? You wanna? Do you want me to read the summary, or do you want to say something about it? Ah, no. Go ahead and read the summary. All right. It's and this is as we know, light novel series. Um, 
The school action fantasy is set in a world where people with magic powers are close to being wiped out. Just as the balance of power and military might had once shifted from swords to sorcery, it, shift one, it shifts once again to guns. Okay. Takeru Kusanagi goes to Anti-Magic Academy, a training facility for inquisitors of heretics who crack down on the dwindling threat posed by magic users. However, Takeru cannot use guns at all and can only fight with a sword. As a result, he is relegated to the 35th Test Platoon, the motley small, fly, small Fry Platoon for poor students. One day, Oka Otori, the ultra-elite pistol master who already has her qualifications for witch hunts, joins the platoon. Okay, now that you've said this, I remember more of what the actual plotline was. They're in the shit-kicker class. They're all failures. They're this this ragtag bunch of idiots that can't get anything done whatsoever. And this loose cannon elite who's you know got enough credits to graduate as is gets dropped in on their group uh, because she fucked up and shot somebody that she shouldn't have. And basically they, they sort of ride on her coattails enough to, to actually fix up their teamwork and learn to utilize their specialties. And of course they start, you know, rocketing up the ranks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's some really interesting uh, plot twists and I hesitate to call them mechanics when they're sorcery, but there's, there's some really cool uh, stuff going on in the world around them. So it's it's actually got some really interesting lore in it. And yeah, out of curiosity, are all magic users just like straight up portrayed as evil or is it like No. Okay. Interesting then. Interesting. I was gonna say this this sounds to me like it's basically like Warhammer the anime. <laughs> and honestly the, the image the image kind of reminds me of Seraph of the End's first image. I don't know why. It doesn't look anything like it, but it just does for some it's, reason. It, it's actually rather a lot like um, the original Hira no Aria. It has some similarities. It's it's kind of feels a little bit like Strike the Blood in a way. Yeah. Interesting. And this one is done by Silverlink, which is the same one that is doing that other light novel that you said was very yeah. good. Mm-hmm, the Chivalry of the Feld Knight. Yeah. So they... They are covering some light novels this season. Interesting. All right, and Good then stuff. we'll go. We've got Uroware Rumono Itsuari no The Kamen. one being sung, The Mask of Lies. Um, this is actually a sequel, or it might be a remake. I'm not sure. It's a. It's the same character. No, no, no. It's 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 the same world, but different setting, and the characters may or may not. So it's AU. End up there. It, it's like a spinoff. Okay, well, the first one was really, really good, but it's been, like, a decade and a half. Yeah. And this this is a White Fox production, so let me read the summary here. When I came to, I realized I was standing in the middle of a vast, snowy plain I knew nothing of. I didn't know how I got there, and to add to that, I couldn't remember anything, not even my name. I stood there, dumbfounded by my absurd situation. But then, as if to spite me further... A gigantic monster suddenly appeared, an insect-like creature that began to bear down on me. I tried desperately to run, but it cornered me into a hopeless situation. It was then that the girl appeared. Her name was Kuon. It was this beautiful girl who bore an animal's ears and tail, who saved my life. Well, so, it's not really an explanatory synopsis? No, not, not at all. 
I haven't seen no. the first season, but I know a lot of people are are like very adamant about it, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> that picture that we're looking at is from the first season. I don't, know, don't take me. Uh no. No. No, it is definitely not from the first season. This is a totally different harem. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, is, every is giant... single girl here is new, and if it's anything like the first one, yeah. Well, it doesn't even, it doesn't have the harem uh, genre uh, tag on it. That's incorrect, because it's based on an arrow gay. Okay. Is there, is the giant they they just failed to put the tag in there. Would, the I don't pigeon? know what the deal is with the giant pigeon. Oh, I thought I, I, yeah, I can't tell you anything penguin? about the giant pigeon. What's that penguin thing? That's the, the giant pigeon. The pigeon. <laughs> I I have no Wait, idea what, what's up yeah. with that thing. Wait, that what, is really say, fucking ben? weird. Yeah, he was talking about the giant pigeon. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm I, actually excited for that. I what I want to <laughs> watch the first season of that, and then watch whatever airs next season. I don't even know. Um, I, I do recommend it. It's the first season of that is actually really good. Yeah, a lot of people have said um, it's, it's been. It really also good. has an amazing uh, opening and ending theme. Yeah. Also, I, I want to point out that White Fox is animating it, and they they have done some good things like Steins Gate and Okamega Kill. Yeah, just two woo. of those. Tears to Tiara, Katana Gatari, Jormungand, uh, and Devil's a Part Timer. Uh, yeah, oh, that's a good one. Super Sonico, the animation. <laughs> uh, oh, Akamega Kill. Yeah, I said that. Oh, Anyways, okay. it's a uh, White Fox is is a good animation studio, so I could expect at least good things to look at while I watch this show. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we. I'm trying to decide which ones on this. Let's, let's do Valkyrie Drive because I have at least one thing to say right, about we'll that show. Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. Um, I have two things to say. Part of the Valkyrie Drive project, which will include a console game, a smartphone game, and an anime. The beautiful girl sexy action anime is set on five artificial islands. (laughs) All right, all right, Sean, pitch, pitch. Snippet on here. Yes. This anime, I can almost guarantee it's going to be shit. All I want to point out is it totally is bringing on uh, Yuri. In that, uh, in that, in that photo there. Mm-hmm. Wait, let me just say, uh, it, it's a, in the, it's called Valkyrie Drive, which you expect something flying, which I get from the wing, but then it's called Mermaid, which is the total opposite. <laughs> it's also animated by Arms, who, who has, has given us a good list of uh, of shows that uh, probably shouldn't even be named. <laughs> And now I have to look them up. Yeah, Thanks I do for too. that. There's, let's, oh let's my god, they've animated way more than I thought. I thought than uh, Jesus. You know, done... you said that their Valkyries and mermaids. What came to mind was like a humanoid flying fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did Elfin Liad. Oh god, that was a long time ago. If we're looking at recent <laughs> recent seasons, we're looking at Isuka. Um, they I did guess... Sabagebu. Yes. <laughs> I guess so. Wizard Barristers. Oh, they did um, Brynhildr and the Darkness. That's not good for them. Um, they did, yes, they did, did oh, do Brynhildr. Oh, they did Chaka Ran. Okay, now I know exactly what to expect out of that. Yes, this is going to be edgy garbage. Yeah, a lot of boobs. 
and uh, more boobs. Um, oh God, they're the Ikatosin guys. Yeah. Ooh. It's like JC. Right it's the shows down. that wanted JC staff that didn't get JC staff. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I noticed when I googled them, it said people who search for this also search for it. It said JC staff. Exactly. <laughs> Ouch. JC staff has like an etchy undertone, but most of the shows that they they do etchy for are actually good. Like there's a there's a couple of good shows on here, like genuinely good stuff. Uh, Mao Yu is in here. Yeah, that's, Ma, uh, that's I, one I, I very much like Brinholder. I just want to put that. I know Dex did too. Yeah, Genshi Ken, or at least Anyways, the second one. That, that's yeah. all I wanted to say about it. There's a bit of Yuri in this picture. I don't know whether or not I should take it. Yeah, that, that exactly show. I think we can call it right now. That show's going to be garbage that you watch for boobs. Boobs. <laughs> Lots of boobs. Anyways, all we right. shall continue. <laughs> and then I don't think we really need to talk about this one much, but World Trigger, the one with that started last fall that ended up being 50 episodes, is now getting a second season, even though the well, first one is just about to end. It's a it's a spinoff. It's not a direct oh, sequel. It's got different characters, and, and that's the all you read. The characters on the cover look the are, look like the exact same people. Well, it's an that, original it's, story. It yeah, it's an original story, and that picture that you're looking at is the picture from the first season that we okay. saw a year ago. <laughs> so it has no correlation with this whatsoever. All you need to know is that it's in the same world, and I guess if you watch the first season, you'll probably want to watch this. Or maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I know literally nothing about the show, but every time I go into Country Roll, it's always in like the top of the list. <laughs> yeah. It's like you maybe should watch this. Yeah, it's it's, it's just because normally or Country Roll's algorithm to figure out who's the top show is kind of weird because uh, I don't know exactly how they do it, but it seems shows that have a lot of episodes tend to be higher on the list. So yeah. I think uh, then they also, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they had that to unpurposely promote some series. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, no, I well, wouldn't be surprised about that either. But I know literally nothing about the show. Like, well, I don't even know what it's is, about. It's, it's I, all right. Uh, you don't really need an explanation. It's just I like, tried to read some of the manga. I dropped it. It's, it's showing. And that's all you need to know. It's showing. Basically. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we've got... I don't really. Does any young bl- young black Jack? Um, yeah, the, there's a there was a wasn't there a black Jack like anime yeah. a mm-hmm. long time ago? Yes. Uh, and, oh yes, it's it, a this prequel. Is, this is an Osamu Tezuka. This is old as the hills. This series, yeah, like 1970s or something. Like he's he's the the, the doctor that inspired things like uh, the Trauma Center games and all this shit. Like, this is one of the original hospital mangas. And it's about a brilliant maverick doctor who practices without a license for people that don't know. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the guy from Durara. Now, <laughs> you might say, you might put this off as, like, something that's iffy or something just because it's, a like, a recreation of something that's made 40 years ago. But um, I know some people have been saying, like, it's the next, uh, oh shoot, what was it called? Yatterman? Like, Yatterman was a, a sleeping... Yeah. It, it You're was, a new Yatterman, yeah. It was way, way better than it should have been, and people are saying this is, like, the same thing, this is the next one. I don't this know this, a, uh, this studio either, though. It's, t- I mean, it's, it's Tezuka Productions, it's his company. 
Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. More anime than you can imagine. Oh, really? I don't Just, like, I, I, really I have no old. idea. Yeah, they're, they're all, like, 1990s and before. Okay. Hmm. Looking at this, the, the most recent thing they've done is the uh, Samurai Warriors anime. Oh, they yeah, also did uh, they did Kids on the Slope, which is applicable to oh, our okay. generation. Oh, they did Kids on the Slope? That's interesting. Kids on the Slope that. was pretty good. They also animated Astro Boy. Very, uh, uh, really? A of renditions of it. That's pretty that's, neat. That's Osamu Tezuka. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. Alright, and then we've got Yuri Yuri San Hai. Hell yeah, we do! <laughs> the third season of Yuri Yuri continues following four girls who take over the former room of a tea ceremony club for their own amusement. Mr. Stanley, do you that... want to take over? Okay, wow. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's four, 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 four three? Yeah, three girls. Three, four? It says, three four, it girls. says following four girls. I don't know who the fourth girl is. There's three girls, <laughs> and uh, they're all You're of... You're an asshole. <laughs> they're, they're all of, of varying ages in a middle school, and uh, they notice that the, the the tea club is no longer a thing, and they, uh, they decide to take over its club room and make the amusement club. Now, the amusement club has but one objective have fun whether it uh it disturbs the rest of the population of the school or just like makes other people mad it doesn't matter as long as those three maybe four students are having fun then that's all that matters the uh the show specializes in its comedy and i'll specify evil comedy because uh there's a lot of of instances where you uh you might be laughing when you shouldn't be yeah, now, it's also got shoujo eye as a tag for one of the genres, which directly trans- translates to Yuri, and of course the name is Yuri Yuri, so there's, uh, there's, it gives you the idea that there's Yuri in the show, and I'm just gonna say there's not too much of it, there is, like, some Yuri subcontext, but if you're looking for Yuri, don't watch this show. It's just another comedy who's seeing its next season, and it's Hysterical. I'll say that much. Alright, and then I was going to skip the shorts, but I think it was Ben that mentioned that one of them looked interesting, which was uh, Koabon, which Ooh. according to the description, it says it's a horror story and will be animated using a technique called rotoscoping. Animators will trace live action footage frame by frame to recreate it as animation. Yeah, I'm a. I just love anything that's rotoscoped. I love the way it looks, and uh, I was a big fan of Tron yeah. way back when. So, mm-hmm. I was I was kind of hoping when they reboot that they would rotoscope it again. But hey, I'll take whatever rotoscoping I can get. <laughs> yeah, it seems interesting, like a horror like short series. A lot yeah. of the appeal of rotoscoping is the fact that. People move like humans because that's exactly what you're mimicking is real people, like, with their real movements. Yeah, and the, the, the biggest movie I can think of that, like, uses that technique is, like, uh, A Scanner Darkly. If you haven't seen that, it's, it's, uh, it's worth a watch just for that alone. I'm excited for it. If there's any short on this list that is airing for the first time, it's that one that I'm excited for. 
though the horror tag, the horror genre on it, it's is always it always brings up a question because any avid anime fan knows that there has been zero, and I mean literally zero, anime that have been horror that have also been good. Hmm. Zero hmm. good horror anime. Hey, at least it's short. Um, it is short. I, I so is Poopa. To... <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> ouch. Um, I actually do have to bring up another short real quick. Um, Hackadoll the animation. It it's absolutely going to be shit. I can guarantee you it's going to be shit. It's a pandering pile of crap. They don't even bother naming any of the characters. They all have numbers. But uh, I just looked them up. It's it's by the same studio that did Military. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> if you don't know, Military is like Lolly Central with Pantsu and whatnot. It's something you probably don't want to watch. With Pantsu. I don't know what else to <laughs> like, say. It, it, basically, <laughs> I just have to bring it up as a warning. This is one to stay away from. It, it's You don't want to watch the show. No, it's going to be terrible. Absolutely god-awful. The animation studio is Creators in the Pack Tokyo. Mm-hmm. What kind of name is that? <laughs> I have no idea. Alright, but anyway, so we've now talked about most of the shows that are going to be airing next season. So what I'm going to do to wrap this up is we're going to go one by and I can I'll start and we'll go one by one and we'll just say what we if we think this season looks like it'll be interesting why you know what just general impressions after having discussed this um so for me I'm actually very excited for this fall season I think that there's a lot of good looking there's a lot it seems to be a lot of like light novel adaptations um and a lot of them look to be really good. I'm very excited for Heavy Object, Noragami Aragoto, and then a couple of the light novel um, adaptations, um, including the one with the um, Bones girl, and then the one that was the horror seinen one looked interesting, too. Um, yeah, so, and then um, we can go with Sean next. Yeah, I guess I'm... I'm... I'm looking forward to Yuri Yuri, um, the the drama mystery shown in uh, Subita Ga F Ni Naru Sakura Kosano Ashim Ni by Troika, and uh, One Punch Man is always in there, and uh, Haiku as well. Those are my hype shows. I don't know what else you want from me. <laughs> no, that's good. It's good. Um, and then I'm trying, and then I guess we'll go with Tim. Uh, I gotta say, One Punch Man has gotta be my number one, just because I, I don't know, I, I really like the manga. Uh, I think it's really great. Um, the Fist of the North Star one looks funny, just because of the picture. Um, and then uh, I think I'm gonna give um, what is it, uh, Concrete Revolutio a shot, just because I don't know. <laughs> The premise just seems very ridiculous, and I don't know. It could be good. Yeah. All right, and right, Seno? Uh, I'm actually pretty hyped. There's a bunch of adaptations of stuff that I already know is really good. There's Asterisk, there's Heavy Object, there's uh, Chivalry of the Failed Knight. 
there's one punch man. One punch man is going to blow everything else out of the water. Yeah. It's it, like as as much as we're hyping up Oromonogatari, I think one punch man is going to be at least as funny. Yeah. I think it's going to 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 bring in as many people across as many genres as Oromonogatari does. I think it's going to be the show of the season. Hmm. Interesting. All right, and Ben. Yeah, I usually get to everything about a season or two behind because I'm a I'm a I watch everything on Hulu. But uh, I can't wait for the stuff to come down the pipeline. I think that's real quality shows like Brave Beats. I can't wait to be dancing <laughs> around. Oh yeah, <laughs> my man. Hell yeah. Some- I'll rock some Valkyrie Drive Mermaid after that, and then uh, uh, me and my wife will do uh, Dance with the Devils, and then oh, yeah. uh, Die Block Lovers more. Why don't you watch Hacker Doll with it while while you're at it? Yeah, that'll cleanse the palate between uh, Dance with the Devils and Diabolic Lovers. Oh God! <laughs> like palate cleanser by way of sulfuric acid. <laughs> yeah. Can't taste anything if you burn your tongue off. Mm-hmm. It's not. <laughs> Yep. All right. So that actually wraps up the podcast. So this one is actually longer than previous episodes and probably longer than future episodes um, because we ended up going through this whole list. Honestly, though, I wanted to keep it short, but I think that this worked pretty well. I mean, we had very solid discussion the entire time. It's just bam, interesting show. Bam, interesting show. Bam, fucked up, interesting show. You know, everything has something to say about it, and that's all that matters, really. Yeah. So it was a very good. I liked doing this, also honestly for myself too, because going through, I was kind of mentally noting, okay, this seems interesting. Okay, this one is going to be horrible. Okay, that you know. So. Yep, that's about it. So we will see you guys around on Anike. And be sure to look out for other articles and Mm -hmm. next podcast episode.